Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Eternals is not doing well in reviews, but do we believe it? No! <laughs> Jim Carrey has been rumored to be in the MCU, but do we believe it? Yes! <laughs> and Blade is rumored to debut in Moon Knight. Do we believe it? Yes! <laughs> All that and more than that, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair today, we have Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I am fantastic. Running off a high week. I mean, it was my birthday and Halloween, so I couldn't be here for the last couple of weeks, but it is an event holiday. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like, that's your Christmas, right? Like, that's the Super Bowl of holidays. <laughs> so my birthday always falls on the same day as Halloween the next week, so I consider it just like a week-long celebration yeah it, like you get to bridge them together if you get it's mm-hmm. like uh, i don't know you got like week-long bingo of <laughs> you like of the calendar if you get two dates they like they get to link together if they're close enough yeah yeah i just piggyback those bitches it's amazing I just piggyback those bitches uh let's talk about marvel because we just got a little bit of news it's it's not much we just wanted to do we've, we've gotten in the habit of doing a news and feedback episode every week and i like it i like kind of talking about the news and rumors that are around um let's what's see the tea, Matt? What's what the is tea? the tea indeed that's that is the question as jeff so aptly put it in the intro do we believe any of these stories um the first one is that Eternals has the uh, lowest Rotten Tomato scores of all time for a Marvel movie, basically. Yeah, currently in MCU history. Yeah, which is so which is like pretty wild. The whole world hasn't gotten to see it and review it yet. Well, no, no one. It's only professional reviewers, which is the thing. It's like the review mm-hmm. score right now. Uh, it's got a fifty nine percent on Rocket Rotten Tomato. Yeah, on Rocket Rocket Tomatoes. Rocket Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> That's a better name, I think. Rockin' Tomatoes. Yeah, it's the, like, <laughs> British invasion version of the <laughs> California Raisins. <laughs> I'd see them live. <laughs> I would definitely see them live. So, 59%, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean... Erroneous. Erroneous. I believe, I believe that the reviews have been put forth to make that kind of score like i you know that's that's fact but as far as like why they why any reviewers feel any particular way yeah you know i i don't necessarily agree with any big time professional reviewer because most of the time they're like oh these marvel movies are just such popcorn shoving in your face kind of films sure like they, they, that's how they always feel about it, and I always feel like, no, that was just fun. It was a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. I read a review that it was just like a bunch of the hottest gods you could imagine just whining about how shitty things are for them right now. And I was like, I really hope that's not what the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> because there are a bunch of hot people playing these roles. Well, at least one of those elements is true. I hope it's not both <laughs> of them. I hope yeah. we're playing a truth and a lie here and not like, erroneous. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, so, so th- we, we'd be remiss to not mention a lot of people are saying this is uh review bombing because of the LGBTQ plus representation in the movie. Apparently it does have uh two gay characters that uh kiss in the movie and like that shouldn't be a big deal, but I understand that to, a lot of the country it is. And I guess if you, even if you just have like, 
a small percentage of people that are doing it for that reason, then that's going to bring that number down. Even if it's not like all of them, even if it's not like, maybe it's not the best Marvel movie, but then you've got, let's say 10% that are doing that. It's going to tank that score, you know? Let them try is what I say. Yeah. It won't matter when it comes out for everybody to see, like, that's not going to be, we've moved beyond that. And anybody who's still staying in that world, like you better catch up. Agreed. Agreed. Tomatoes catch up. Get it? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) But no, obviously I do not want this to be, uh, I don't want this movie to be bad, but it also makes me really sad that this is still an issue. If it is that sort of review bombing, but to be honest, there's also been this kind of review bombing for other reasons. That's going to happen. Yeah. It happens to us. (laughs) It does happen to us. It does happen to us. (laughs) It's a valid point. If you recall, uh, Captain Marvel was getting review bombed because right. it's a woman in charge. Because it's a female person. Bomb away. Nobody cares. Like, if I see that a movie I want to watch is a very low score on Rotten Tomatoes, like, I don't care. I'm yeah. still going to watch it. And I'm like, art is art. And you take it for what you want to see it. And unfortunately, all these people who have the time and energy to put into bombing a movie like the rest of us are busy with our lives mm-hmm. and hope like it's like oh i didn't know i have to take time out of my day to log into imdb to let them know how much i really did like this movie well this whole other portion of the country is like that's all that they care about and right. good good for you but people are going to watch it and they're going to see it for the amazing thing that it is and i am fully confident that that is like the film we're going to see i am ready to be blown away mm. next week I hope you're right. Next week. Thursday. Thursday. Like three days from right now. It's crazy. It's very (laughs) exciting. The thing that that worries me about this is I've heard people in my life, people around talking about this and they're like, man, you're hearing how bad reviews these are getting. And they don't hear the context or the possible context that this is review bombing. There's there's also just like a hatred of Marvel. There's like a whole thing where like, I mean, there's a lot of toxic fandoms out there. People are very jealous of Marvel and that's okay. We're going to prevail. Good luck. It was almost the same (laughs) stigma with guardians. Like nobody knew who wasn't a fan, who the guardians of the galaxy was. And nobody thought that that movie was going to work and look at how it worked. We have, a very distinctive plan laid out to us by Feige and I I have total faith in him like this is a building block movie like I don't think that this is going to be some revelation into the story that we all love but this is going to have significant influences on what's going to happen moving forward and they're putting Mm -hmm. this movie for like before those movies to help us along with the multiverse of what's going to happen like, it's a lot mm-hmm. to take in, like, accepting a little multiverse stuff, like, being okay with time travel and right. all that other, like, and, and <laughs> beings who, you know, who are super powerful but dormant through all this. I think it's going to be a big stepping stone for the next mm-hmm. movies. Well, and, and definitely when you think about the Celestials and how the Eternals have such a big role in that, like... Just, just the, the idea that we're introducing these Marvel gods that are these god level things. And it's just like. Galactus! Right, yeah. right. And ma- <laughs> we're on our way. We're, we're definitely <laughs> on our way there. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, the, the things that will say that I concern me about Eternals are 
<laughs> when I first watched the trailer, I thought this is reminding me a lot of the Snyder cut. It has a lot of big sweeping shots of like vistas in the trailer, which could just be establishing shots or it, it could have a bit of a slow pacing. The other thing that concerns me is you just mentioned this is a building block movie. Marvel does building block movies well when it focuses on one character, sometimes two or three. It's never done a building block movie with 10 freaking characters. So many. It's so many. How many are we going to lose in this movie is the question. Ooh, let's put a, let's bet something on it. Oh God. Come on. I say at least six. At least six dollars. <laughs> How many other 10? There's, there's <laughs> 10 Eternals. And then there's also Dane Whitman. Wait. Jon Snow? Jon Snow. Okay. Okay. So we, are we counting yeah, him in the 10 character. that we're betting? No. No, okay. he's, he's number 11. Okay, so the, the of the ten eternals, how many ten. are we losing? You say six, Ashley. I say six. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say one. I think we <laughs> might lose one. Hmm. I'm going to go with three or four. Nine, I know nine zero. zero. Nine. I, I think that's probably zero. a pretty safe bet. Um. Okay. What are, What are we betting? Five dollars. Five sounds fair. I'll Venmo you some five. All right. Five bucks. Five bucks on it. We'll see what happens on Thursday night. I love this. <laughs> I love this too. I can bring my hobbies into my work here. Your hobby of gambling. Yeah. That's that was the joke. <laughs> joke. Patreon. We love you. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh. So, so that is the concern I have. That's, that's the only real concern I have is that like, this yeah. is too many characters and it might be hard to tell a cohesive focus story. Well, you know, you say it's, it is 10 characters, but I feel like so much of each of these characters identities are all wrapped up in being an eternal. Sure. So that's almost like one character with many facets. Right. It's not like you could tell this story separately at, to, to your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they all—they are all intrinsically linked together, and you know, not to not to just like throw names out there, but like I trust the award, the Academy Award-winning director Academy Chloe Zhao. Award. Mm-hmm. Like I, I trust her to do well. You know, Me like too. Marvel doesn't pick bad directors most of the time. There's one. Most There's of one. the time. Most of the time. <laughs> That's how we're talked about. This podcast, this podcast will go on much longer if you bring up his name. I have to fight fight you on it. Um, (laughs) Well, that's that's the story. We don't know if it's true. If it's LGBTQ review bombing, like screw you guys. (laughs) Then everybody get out there and do your due diligence and reverse review pumping. Yeah. yeah, those are rookie numbers. We got to pump those up. I'm not telling you to do it for any other reasons, but besides how you feel about the movie. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like we're we're not here to do false falseness. I have stigmas. I'm not a huge Angelina Jolie fan. I'm surprised that they brought all these big names in. Like to me, I'm like, ugh. But I love Selma Hayek. Like me I'll too. never not love her. And I love Camille Nanjani <laughs> a lot. Yeah, me too. We have some good like some heavy hitters in here mm-hmm. and I'm ready for it for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm here for it. I, I think it's going to be great. It feels very like, like very guardians. Like we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the story is going to be or how these people are going to mesh together, but that's true. Guardians I did introduce in us Marvel. to five solid characters that like we cared about by the end of the movie. Uh, like mm-hmm. I was crying over characters by the end of guardians and they yeah. weren't even necessarily the main character, you know? 
Um, I don't know why I'm saying it like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I one. Do. I just hid that who I was talking about so as not to spoil it. I knew. I'm being Groot. Like, what am I doing? Like, oh, I, I said Yondu. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Yondu in number two for sure. But I'm talking oh, yeah. about Groot in the first one, man. Whew. Yeah, that we are Groot. That when we he had everybody Groot. in his loving Groot mm-hmm. embrace. So good. So good. <sighs> All right. So moving on to this next story, we got, uh, Kevin Feige, um, uh, this week, or he was, he was being interviewed, asked why he thought to bring back Alfred Molina. And I thought this was interesting, uh, mostly because, because it's, Given the context of the multiverse and how all this works, this is an interesting motivation. He says, uh, do we want to revisit villains we've seen before? Uh, he's talking about when they first started the, the Spider-Man movies. And he said, do we want to revisit villains we've seen before? Uh, no. Let's do Vulture and Mysterio and characters we haven't thought to do on screen before. But I remember thinking, how would we even do Doc Ock again? Because Alfred Molina is perfect casting. If yeah, you is. ever brought Sam him Ramey. back. Yeah, that's right, Sam Raimi. If you ever brought him back, it would have to be him somehow. Feige shared. Um, and that's just kind of a cool idea that even when they were making the early movies, he's like, there's no way we could recast Doc Ock. Like, Sam Raimi yeah. did it great. Do you even imagine, like, Alfred Molina, like, getting this call, like, hey, man, it's time to put your squids back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, hey, guy, you remember that, that role that you did, like, two decades and that you ago? you did so perfectly in this, like, one of, like, I will fight people about it, but Spider-Man 2 is one of the best superhero movie ma- movies I love it. ever made. Agreed. Like, it yeah. is so good. It even has, like, a good horror mm-hmm. quality to yeah. it. Like, it is one of the best superhero movies ever made. For the time, it was, like, light years ahead of everything else that had been done. I yes. think. Yep. Like... The, uh, I mean, even from so many perspectives, you mentioned horror, but also action like that sideway building fight is one of the best, still one of the most tense and exciting moments in superhero media. And it's 20 years old. I cannot wait to see. And they're bringing <laughs> that guy back. Like, I, I want to bring that we, guy. If we don't get another sideway building fight in this. <laughs> Hello, Peter. Oh, <laughs> or part even like the he looks excited in the trailers to be playing that character. Like I can feel it off the yep. actor. Yeah, it's emanating from him. I've been seeing pictures. It was probably from a trailer that's going around, but this has been interesting to me because he says "Hello, Peter," and then there's a there's a shot of Doc Ock holding Peter with his. Like he's all wrapped up. Yeah, he's all wrapped up, and he's got one of his little pinchers on Peter's head, <laughs> and I think what that. That is is probably that hello peter comes after he sees peter in the suit in the suit and then i think doc ock is going to pull that hell uh mask off and go who are you right <gasps> oh my god i would absolutely love that yeah like who oh shit i didn't even think about that sorry that's yeah. what i'm feeling i'm, I'm feeling <laughs> that's gonna be happening so exciting i can't oh man that would be really cool and like lead us to lead lead the characters to multiverse and lead like oh man especially that scientist that he is was would die for right. multiverse right, right. Yeah. what if he's like what oh, if he's the guy one of the people with no way home you know like you know you often get those those storylines where the villain and the hero kind of have to team up to like solve a problem that yeah. they both that's bigger than both of them and it's it's not really about good or evil it's just a big problem like what if they're like 
the multiverse is falling apart. In Spider-Man 2, like, he knew that they had drowned the thing that was giving him the power. Like, Doc Ock at the very end, like, had redeemable qualities. So I hope that they bring that over. I hope so, too. Team-ups! Yeah. Team-ups! I thought for a while he could absolutely, it could absolutely be a team-up movie with him and Doc Ock. (sighs) I just, I can't think about anything else with that image, like, with him having the the claw on Peter's head Uh without... The follow-up Falcon and Winter Soldier. Look at Strong Peter. Look at doing great, bud. <laughs> I like. Uh, there's. I saw one going around that's like, "How do you feel about metal arms now, Peter?" Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, good. It's good. Love it. there, there's also some stuff going around. Feige was saying this week uh, about uh, Feige trying to lower the expectations for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Did you guys see this? I feel like that's a smart move if that right. is what he's saying because so many of us are like Mephisto, Doctor Strange isn't who he says he is. Uh all this other stuff. Like it's crazy. Like the things that we could just branch off. Right. Just saying to lower your expectations is smart because you're like wink just lower them yeah so Feige says rumors are fun <laughs> because many of them are true and many of them are not true. <laughs> The danger is when you get into the expectations game of wanting people to be excited about a movie they get and not disappointed about the movie they don't get. Yeah. I love that Owen Wilson said that someone texted him from an unknown number, strike one, after he disclosed that Morbius... Morbius Morbius had a mustache. Yes! Morbius. Sorry, you're right, Jeff. I knew I wasn't right. Morbius is Matrix. Lots of M's. That's Morpheus. Um, Morbius is the vampire. (laughs) (laughs) He's not really a vampire. The living vampire. Why do you do this to me, baby? <laughs> Not like this. Not like Not this like language. These. Not like this. Um, but yeah, and I'm like, I hope that's true. Because that'd be so funny. It's to get a text from an undisclosed number, strike one, hashtag mustache. Threat- <laughs> hashtag. I really hope they hashtagged it. That would be, that would be good. Uh, okay, so uh, the other piece of news we got here is Jim Carrey uh, is rumored to have an MCU role. Uh, that's the rumor I heard at first, and a lot of them were saying that Modoc would be a great fit. And now I'm seeing it that he's rumored for Modoc. I don't know. It seemed like the Modoc rumor came from speculation, so even further out than rumor. Yeah. Would that be an animated series? No, I think they're talking about live action. I'll take Jim Carrey any way I can take him. Like put him in there, make him like make him Magneto. I don't give a. I don't care. He's amazing. <laughs> that's that's a big that's a big thing for you to say. Is make him Magneto. No, no, no. That's Fassbender. <laughs> She's like, I'm bringing it back. But like, I love Jim Carrey so much. Just like, make him Professor X. Hilarious. <laughs> Not necessarily what we're going for, but hilarious. I don't care what. I just love Jim Carrey. Put him in the MCU. Murdoch would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And not only is he hilarious, he's like truly a great actor. Some some really wonderful movies, and even in his like comedic work. One thing I always love about Jim Carrey is he's got so much charisma that even before he is whatever the fantastical thing that happens, because there's always a fantastical thing. Like in Liar Liar is one of my favorite of his, but he's so, so lovable. As just like, he's so much fun to watch. Lovable might be pushing it. He's so much fun to watch <laughs> as just the lawyer in the first 
20 minutes or whatever. And then the same yeah. thing with the mask, like the mask, he's this crazy, the mask, but the, like the <laughs> first 20 minutes when he's just a guy, he's so lovable and charismatic. Bruce Almighty, same way. Bruce Almighty, exactly. One. I do too. Me, myself, and Irene, personal favorite. I haven't seen that. Besides one. like Dumb okay. and Dumber is my favorite. There's no better Jim Carrey movie than Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like Dumb and Dumber, Cable Guy, me, myself, and Irene for me. Cable Guy. All right. All right. I learned the facts of life by watching the facts of life. <laughs> oh, man. Bubaloo. Okay. Uh, I, that, that, yeah, it's a great, great Cable Guy is great. Um, but also his dramatic work. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that God. movie. Oh, Tears me to pieces. your heart out. Truman Show. Every time. Truman Show is Truman great. Show is ridiculously good. Yeah. The Majestic. Like, he, he can do it. I want him to be Mephisto. <laughs> oh, that's oh, he great. Would be so good. Oh, perfect, right? I was going to oh. say, Modoc sounds good and interesting, and I can even see his face plastered on that little thing. Like, I could totally see it. But who else? And Mephisto. It depends on what they're going for with Mephisto. If they want Mephisto to be scary and like an actual threat, threatening threat, it wouldn't be Jim Carrey. I don't know. But it would be hilarious if it was also Jim Carrey. Think about Jim Carrey in the number 23. Right. When it was was like, that movie was super weird. It was, it was a little odd, but like it was, it was suspenseful and he was so serious yeah. about everything. Like, I think he could pull it off. I think he could pull off scary Mephisto. I would just hope that it would resonate with everybody. When you've got that, the classic <laughs> thing of the Joker, right? And it's, and by that, I don't mean the, even necessarily the Batman Joker, but like the idea, the Heath Ledger of it all. Well, that, but also just like the idea of the, villain that is horribly uh violent and awful and evil but also the laughing the laughing demon you know what i mean like the like yeah. how creepy that is the sort of just like unsettling nature well, that's why he was so good in the joel Sch- schumacher riddler he's he's the best thing joel schumacher did <laughs> well he did the lost boys that movie was amazing. No, I mean in that movie. To Batman. That Batman, yeah. Him and, and Tommy Lee Jones were like the best villains. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones was pretty great too. I will, I will say. Um, he was ridiculous. But you're right, like if he can like get that like Riddler but tone it down, make it less Schumacher, like I think you're right, Matt. Like I think he would be so good. Yeah, I mean you called that out. That's a good one. I like, I like that a lot. But who else? Any, any other like great calls that would from Marvel Comics that he could embody? That Jim Carrey could embody. See, I just see MODOK as Patton Oswald. Like, if you right. don't hire him to be MODOK, well, like... Well, and he is on the animated series. After that show. Like, it's so... And it's very yeah. fitting, but it's a very silly version. He would not fit in the MCU. No. Going forward. I could see mm-hmm. him as a Green Goblin. I could see him as a Norman Osborn. Like yeah, he'd, he'd be a good Numer- Norman Osborn. He can he can do the charismatic politician guy, you know, really well. But he's mm-hmm. also can be like sinister and laughy and gobliny. I I can see that. Mm-hmm. Did they cast a scorpion? Uh, yes. Well, Matt Gargan was in the uh, first Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, he he's the. The one of the like gangsters that meets Peter or like that Peter fights on the ferry is 
yeah. the guy yeah, who will the, later oh, become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's that actor from um I wish I knew his name off the top of my head, but it's the actor who was in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. He's really, really, really great. Michael Mando is apparently his name, the actor's name. Michael Mando. That's pretty fun. It's a good name. Speaking of Mando, in other universe news, the <laughs> Boba Fett trailer came out today. I didn't see it yet. I'm so excited. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it yet either? Nope. What are you guys doing? I'm the Sorry. <laughs> least Star Warsy of us, and I've already seen it. <laughs> True. I was working today. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last piece of uh, news is that Blade is rumored to debut in Moon Knight. Give me Blade. Like, I <laughs> can't wait. Like, I I remember when Blade came out and I hung outside the movie theater because I wasn't old enough to get a rated R ticket. And it was like asking for wow. cigarettes outside of place. And I would wait until I found a couple that was willing to buy me and my friends tickets to go see Blade. Wow. <laughs> we were at Disney World that weekend <laughs> that it came out. You you are such a desperate nerd girl. I love it. <laughs> we hung outside the movie theater to find somebody old enough to buy us tickets to go see Blade, and it was so awesome. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I love Blade. I love that that's... I, I'm sure there were other things, but I love that that's some of your, like... A delinquency as a as a young man was like begging begging adults to buy you rated R buy movies rated R tickets so that you can get into Blade. Like that's very Ashley Coffin. Like that's very on brand. It's very geeky. It's very yep. horror-y. It's it's very on brand Ashley Coffin world. I just like seeing you as like a like a comic book movie addict, like outside. Like come on, like hey, twenty one year olds, <laughs> you want to buy me these tickets? I want to see them and buy a movie. Like yeah, like I couldn't. And like I see people who are my like that age now. I'm like, oh my god, you're so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we what do we think though about the introducing him in Moon Knight? I'm excited. Bring the dark Marvel universe to the surface. Mm. That particular property is a fantastic way to bring in that character because Moon Knight deals with so much darkness already. Like he's the he's the avatar of the the god of the moon, Khonshu. So, like, what else? Like, like what other Egyptian god? <laughs> weird question here, but what other Egyptian god would be? Uh, like reigning over the time where vampires are going to show up. It's so perfect. Mm. Yeah. It's it amazing. just, it makes, it makes so much sense that like, yeah, they're going to run into each other. Of course they're going to run into each other. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think Oscar, I, oh man, Oscar, he's going to be so good. Oscar Isaac on screen with Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. and the two of them getting like, being a grump off, basically. Uh, like, who can be grumpier? And just seeing him in Dune as Leto Atreides, like, he, I am so ready to see him take up the mantle of, like, full superhero. Like, yeah. he's ready. She ready. <laughs> like, uh. I like the snap. The snap really added to it. <laughs> really brought it home. <laughs> Man. So, you know, I haven't even thought about it in a long time, but Mahershala Ali, his role in Luke Cage, like, I just kind of forgot. <laughs> was he Codmouth? 
he was Cottonmouth. He was the best villain. He was wonderful. He was so good. And they killed him. You guys hardly remember. No one else is going to remember. It's fine. I was thinking about him as Cottonmouth like yesterday morning. I was getting out of the shower. I'm like, killed the best villain halfway through the series. (laughs) I love the daily thoughts of Jeff Randall there. Just like going through your day. Like, what were you thinking about when you were getting in the car? Like, I don't know. I was thinking about what Thor did. and did it. <laughs> yeah. It's like different Marvel thoughts, no matter what That's you're doing. That's what we do. That's why yep. we have this podcast. It really yep. is. My, my whole day is just a series of different Marvel thoughts. <laughs> deep Marvel thoughts with Jeff Handy. Hashtag deep. <laughs> okay, we got just like a couple of feedbacky things here. You want to read those, Mr. Randall? Hefe. Uh, Andrew Cole wrote in said, Hey, thank you so much for everything you are doing. I love the shows and I'm happy to do anything I can to support them. You are all awesome. Here's an episode idea. How about a fantasy draft, quote unquote, between you three for an Avengers team? MCU character, or MCU heroes, Disney characters allowed. Why not? Five or six rounds. I don't know. A character can only be picked once. I'd love to hear how you all pick. Thanks again for being so great and doing such terrific content, Andy. See, I, I love this. Uh, we, we, we've we've talked about it on the cast a few Disney times. Disney characters. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just I just thought we'd use this as a jumping off point to talk about it because. Uh, We've, we've been doing a uh, draft this year, a fantasy draft, as it were. Uh, Zuhair and Sarah Day put it together. Um, and it's been super fun. Um, we're planning to try to have that more widely open this coming, coming year. And we will surely do one on the podcast where we talk about it. Maybe we'll even do an episode where we draft. That would be super fun, actually. Unless you're me and do it wrong from the beginning. (laughs) Everybody did it kind of wrong. Like I did the whole thing under the assumption that Multiverse of Madness was this year. And like, me too. <laughs> and guardians. Oh yeah, that's really right. I remember screwed. that. Yeah, you were like, you were, you were a little, you were one more movie screwed than I was. They said, "Go, guardians was supposed to be November." I doubled down, and then they pushed it. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> but no, we're, we're gonna we're trying to work out the details, and we're gonna try to have some sort of automated system oh. where you guys. Can you guys and the listeners can join in and we do a big fantasy thing and maybe we'll do a prize for it or something. I don't know. Um, we've got to, it's got to do some sort of prize. I feel bad. I feel bad for you, Ashley. Uh, looking at the, looking at the roster, you got Kamala Khan as well. I haven't looked at that roster in a hundred years. How am I doing? Am I winning? No. What do you mean? No. Don't, Don't worry about it. You're winning. Yeah. I picked the team name. Yeah. <laughs> like you got Kamala Khan and then they push that series until next I year. No. Like, oh. <laughs> I was uh, so sure. All of my stuff got pushed to next year. You'd be doing great if this was next year. Twenty twenty two, we are going to try to have a, a a really good draft and I've got to talk to Zoo and Sarah Day and like get it going, but like it would be really awesome if we could get like the whole Stranded Panda community, anybody that wants to be involved. I'd love to work out like a draft system. I know, I've never done any fantasy drafting, but like it'd be fun to be able to trade things or, you know, 
That'd be yeah, really I don't do it. It's yeah, I don't know. I'll just add that to my list of things to to make. I won a March Madness basketball thing, and everyone was really mad at me because <laughs> I did the thing based on their colors of their jerseys. <laughs> I won five hundred and twenty six dollars from everybody at the office because for some reason their jersey colors picked right. Wow. So that's why I always get involved with it. Like it's never happened again, but that one time. Just in case. That's amazing. That one time I picked right. That's amazing. <laughs> look at looking at ours. Me and you, Jeff, we are we're doing well and we're like yeah. neck and neck. We're close. Here. Sixty-eight to sixty-one points. No, sixty-nine. Boo. <laughs> Almost there. That's what she said. It's sixty-eight point seven, so it rounds up to sixty-nine. That's also what she said. <laughs> She's just trying to make you feel better. We were talking about houses today, and I was like, let's paint the room this dark green. And Ken's like, that'll make the room look smaller. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter how small it looks. It matters how big it actually is. And he was like, that's what she said. I was like, God damn it. That is exactly what she said. Literally just now. That's a really good. That's what she said. Uh, so, so, so they asked, since, uh, we, we've been asked what our teams are like, uh, Andrew asked, should we say what our fantasy teams are for this year? I don't know, but you guys go. <laughs> I have Dr. Strange, Natasha Romanoff, Vision, Loki, Yelena, Malena, Kingo, Mobius, uh, Fina, and Alexi, Red Guardian. Ooh. The Red Guardian. Who you got, Left. Well, I've got Dr. Darcy Lewis, Steve Rogers, Bucky, Maria Hill, Jimmy Wu, Thunderbolt Ross, Icarus, Fastos, Black Knight, and Howard Stark. Can you read mine, Jeff? Sure. Do it. (laughs) Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, Peter Quill, Kamala Khan, Thor, Odin's son, Rocket, Cassie Lang, Gamora, Jane Foster and Drax. Next year. Next year. I like it. I have had a surprising number of points come out of Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I I thought, you know, I got him for a couple of, I got him for a couple of things, probably uh, like I was, I was expecting in Black Widow, like I knew. Right. And then I was, I was expecting probably in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Never in a million years did I imagine he would show up in What If. Right. Right. And count. Makes a lot of sense. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, man. Yeah. That's super fun. I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, and I, I'd love to, we're going to work on it and we're going to come up with some ideas for how it like can be a little more interactive and we can like report on it on the show and like what, who in the audience is winning, stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm excited to do that for next season. I could probably pull something like that off. <laughs> I can't wait to pick like correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in the audience has to know this. Like there has got to be a fantasy football or fantasy sports drafting application or something. Yeah, to like templatize the the draft. It's already it already has to be there. Like it has to be because like other people are doing it for their like I don't know, their kids' soccer teams and stuff. There's gotta be a way to like do this, right? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe Probably. I'm wrong. Put it on a Python grid. <laughs> right, Jeff? Wow. Yeah. Is that a thing? That, it- nope. <laughs> yes it is. Python? Python's a, Python's a programming language. Um, you don't make... I mean, 
I guess you could make grids with it, but Ooh, then, it, then that's she was, not what they. It's not what any of them were called. She's spot on, man. You're spot on, Ash. That's why I was like, yeah, sure, let's go on. <laughs> let's not focus on it. Coders knew what I meant. Sure. <laughs> Real coders knew. Real coders yep. knew. Yep, I'm just this infrastructure guy. Sorry. Just use your raspberry. <laughs> Use your raspberry. I, I bought one of Python. those for a friend for Christmas. I don't know what it is. A raspberry tart. Raspberry <laughs> pie. Pie, yeah. pie. That's it. I don't even know. Yep. I was like, happy birthday. I mean, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Such a great friend. <laughs> Last piece of feedback we were going to throw out today is this what if feedback. Uh, so if you haven't seen what if yet, this is spoiler alert. Harrison Banks wrote us an email and said, hey guys, my name's Harrison from New Zealand. Oh, got to do the Kiwi voice. That's a fun one. And this is my first time writing in. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just started recently, around the beginning of What If, but I'm loving the pod. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, your work and dedication really shows in the quality of your episodes. Anyway, I was thinking about Loki and What If, and I came up with a thought that is probably wrong, and I've just forgotten about something crucial. The Kang we saw in the Citadel during the Loki finale said he had isolated our universe from the rest of the multiverses. When Sylvie eliminated this Kang, a new multiverse occurred. Ah, words are hard. This is where I'm wondering if I'm wrong. When he who remains dies and we see all the branches of reality, is this a new multiverse or the same for the sake of writing in? I'm saying it's different. So if it's a different multiverse, the original one has no idea of the existence of our MCU, meaning Uatu and what if who refers to our main timeline multiple times must be in our new multiverse. The Watcher also seems to have been watching for eons and, and eons on end to know about all of these universes. So what if takes place years after Loki? I guess we don't really know when Kang's death occurs, but it's probably around 2012 as we started our Loki journey after the Battle of New York. Please tell me your thoughts, the Kiwi Panda. Again, I think this is a problem of trying to put Loki on the timeline. Loki is not yep. on the timeline. I Loki, feel like the TVA exists off yes, the timeline. It definitely does. I mean, and, and the, Kang is killed while looking at the entirety of time. So, like, he he is not existing on the timeline. It is not 2012 because it's not any year. He is outside of the time stream watching the time stream. And I think the same thing is true to some degree of the Watcher, although he does seem to be watching it in some sort of, like... Uh, narrative order. So it does seem like maybe he's a... Uh, maybe. He seems surprised by things. He seems to genuinely root for things. So I have to imagine he's watching it in in order, even if he's watching a lot of different universes. Yeah. He sees the 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 invasion of... Party Thors. Ultravision. Yeah. sees the, the Ultravision... Uh, incursion, for lack of a better term, into Party Thor's world. And that, like, cues him into the, the next episode to look at where that particular entity came from. Like, he was surprised by that that one showing up. That's a good call. But then he call. went and looked and that saw... A call. Like, he watched the origin of Ultravision. Well, you're going to hear me say something right now, Jeff, that I am not often to say. Shh. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I can die happy. <laughs> no, but it does seem that he is, he at least, 
he at least could look back somehow and tell the story of that world. Um, right. I'd have to go back and look at like, is he actually appearing in the backgrounds and stuff of that world? Like we see him in other, yeah, he does. Right. I'm trying to think if he, in the background of yeah. the Ultron world, if he's, if he's appearing in the background. I think of so. Yeah. Well, he, he's speaking about how Ultron. That's right. Defeated everyone. And then Ultron's like, who is that? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> at the very end of that episode, that's when he goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Who is that? Yeah, so you're right. I like it. The only caveat being that if timelines, like, if timelines somehow exist in different states of time, which is a weird concept, but I've seen it in some science fiction, which is all I was going to bring it up. Like, the rate of time is happening differently in different timelines. Well, that's that was mentioned in um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Interesting. It's, you know, obviously the, the Quentin Beck that we saw was not actually from a different <sighs> universe, but he did specifically say that this Earth is very close in time frame, like year, close in year to the, the Earth that he came from. Right. What the hell would that guy know? I'm just like, it was, it was false. Like all of it was falsification, but like that idea has been introduced already. I love the anger of Ashley. Like, are you fucking quoting Quentin Beck at me? He's been debunked, sir. He's been debunked. (laughs) False science. (laughs) I just, I love the passion. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So. The, it, actually, I, I even take that back, though, because then that's a causality problem. So even if, like, time exists differently or is at different speeds, it's still a causality problem that he saw him enter into the Ultron, uh, into the Party Thor world, and then went somehow backwards to see where he came from. So, yeah, he, he definitely has some sort of time travel ability. Ugh, so much thought process. <laughs> <laughs> so much. You just gotta let it go, loosey goosey. Just let it go. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Whatever they say, I'm with it. When it comes to timelines and multiverse, you kind of just have to be like, "Yeah, go ahead." That is not in my nature to let it is. <laughs> I, I know, but you're doing a really good job because you were explaining it to me in that way. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it in like a three dimensional space. You know, with when we saw all the timelines like right. branching off and some were curling back on each other. Yes. That's how he could get earlier in the timeline. Absolutely. The wave of it waves. You know, he goes from <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that, there are other theories of time totally. travel where the, the, there's theories of time travel where you like loop back and then you can loop back. There's like wormholes or pockets in real or pockets through reality that like can lead back to itself in different ways. Yeah, the Jeremy Bearme. <laughs> what is that from? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's from The Good Place. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh. Did they have time travel in The Good Place? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> the Good Place really? is so good. Yeah. It's, it was a really goofy way of, uh, <laughs> it's a really goofy way of explaining time travel. It's like, time's kind of a circle, but it's kind of not. And it's whatever you uh, want it to be. Yeah. Like, Where did the Jeremy Barry come from? They called it was something like, the Jeremy Barry. No, it was it was the way that the that the time stream is shaped if you like laid it down flat. It looks like it spells the word Jeremy the, oh, that's like the right. name Jeremy Barry. so they talk about all, that's right. So they talk about like all of space time as Jeremy Barry. Like that's it spells like yeah. Jeremy Barry. Oh, so that's funny. F- hysterical. That show is 
beautiful. That show is it the is. best. If you guys haven't seen a good place, it's the best. They're like, a Jeremy Barramy is about yeah, 600 years or so of your, <laughs> you know, your perception of time. So we've been through about six or seven Barramies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. Well, guys, that's all of our uh, content we wanted to bring to you guys today. Uh, we just appreciate you joining us here on this news and feedback episode. Uh, we've got a commissioned episode coming this week, and we have Eternals on Thursday night. We're going to be oh, live streaming oh. it. Uh, we're around 8.30 or 9 p.m. Central, somewhere in there. Give or take. Sure. We're seeing this in like multiple time zones, trying to time it out for you guys. It's two and a half hours. We're going to figure it out. There's yeah. a lot of coordination going on. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you want to know uh, more specifically, we'll probably have it more mapped out in a couple of days. So I would hope so. Go to and uh, follow us on the uh, email list there. Just click on the join the stranded panda army and uh, we will uh, send out an email sometime this week letting you know the exact uh, when we'll be actually doing the live stream. Cause especially with a new movie, it's so much fun to have people on the live stream being like, here's the thing I saw that you didn't see, you know? Yep. Like we'll be doing it like Eastern time, latest 10 o'clock, nine thirty like 10. So definitely jump on with us and tell us all your thoughts. Yeah. Be exciting. Yeah. So six fifteen plus two, let's that's our uh, eight, 45 plus seven minutes. So eight 52 should be done at eight 52. Oh, and then we'll God. probably get started around nine, <laughs> 10 PM. My time. I'm ready. Same. I'm going to drink Red Bulls to the whole thing. <laughs> rebel, 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 rebel. <laughs> Another great Jim Carrey movie. Woo! Red Bull. Was yes, man. Yes, man. Oh, nice. With Zoe Deschanel. I'm just so excited for the Marvel content. Give it to me, feed it to me. I can't wait. She will go outside of a theater and beg people to buy her a ticket. Daddy made you some content open wide. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we will talk to you guys on uh, in a couple days with a a commissioned episode. And uh, then again with the Eternals on Thursday. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.